What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Amber Goodyear on the episode today. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Uh, Ryan and I, so my son and I, actually do like these mommy and me classes, and the instructor introduced me to her because uh, she kind of knows both of our stories. So I'm just in awe of how you know connections in the universe works. But Amber, I'm just gonna throw it at you and start wherever you'd like with your story. Awesome. Well, I am excited to be on here. Yes. Um, Lisa, who introduced us, is a rock star, and I am super excited that she connected us. But yeah, I have had numerous losses. I um, have been married to my husband for 10 years, and right after we got married, we were going to have a baby. And I already had a 19-year-old, and I had absolutely no problem getting pregnant at 19. And it's funny, he's 19 now, but um, that pregnancy was just easy peasy. And then I got married, and I thought that was going to be my story, and we would just have babies, and everything would be wonderful. So anyways, that is not the case. Um, We got married and we got pregnant shortly after marriage and lost that baby at 11 weeks old, of course, one day after we announced to the world. And so that was super heartbreaking. And then we lost that baby and we did not do a DNC. We tried to just go the natural route and take that little pill and help things along. Well, that was awful. But um, so after that loss, we had our daughter Josie and that took about a year to get pregnant with her. And um, then after that, I'm going to just sum my story up super quick and then go from there. But then we had Josie and then we thought, well, it took a year to get pregnant with her. So let's just go ahead and when once Josie turned a year old, we we're gonna try again, and we got pregnant immediately with that one, which was a surprise. And at 26 weeks, I we my water broke, and we ended up at Abbott Hospital on bed rest for a month, which we were expected to deliver at 34 weeks, and um, we lost Silas stillborn and delivered him C-section at 30 weeks. So after that loss, um, of course, I wanted another baby, and uh, we took about seven months after that, and we got pregnant with Elijah, who was here and healthy, and we delivered him at 37 weeks, and then I wanted, and I love babies, okay, so (laughs) my husband was just like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening, but I wanted another baby. And he's like, no way. These pregnancies are way too hard. I can't handle this. You're crazy when you're pregnant. And I said, nope, let's do this. We got pregnant again. And we got pregnant with twins. And then at eight weeks, I lost 
um, that my last one on a Friday and I lost one on a Tuesday. And of course, we're going to go again for another one because I just knew in my heart I wanted one more. And um, during all that time, um, my husband said, fine. And <laughs> we had our last and final baby. Um, and she is just two now. So we have four living children and we have four babies that are waiting to see me or I'm waiting to see them. So that is kind of my story in a super nutshell. But um, I guess I just, you know, you when you get married and you think that you're going to just have these babies and you're just going to live this life of just marriage and babies, you don't realize that how scary it can be and how, you know, losing babies can hurt your marriage so much, but yet it can bring you closer together. And through all the loss and through all of the grief, it can be so, it's just heart-wrenching and painful and awful. And I do feel that, you know, that my losing my babies um, have all brought me closer to Jesus and so I am a huge Jesus fan now and if it wasn't for that I don't think I would feel like I would ever see my babies again I don't feel like each of them would be a plan because I wouldn't be sitting here today on this podcast sharing my story to other women out there that need healing and need restoration and all that extra love because in order to help anybody I do feel like you need to go through it yourself Absolutely. so yeah I agree oh girl how <laughs> in the world did you keep going <laughs> I have no idea how I kept going I just knew in my heart I'll tell you my last baby when my husband was like are you kidding me um my father died of a brain tumor so he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he died one month before my daughter, Gray, was born. And I knew that Gray was my saving grace for once I lost my dad, Gary, Gray and Gary. But um, the reason that I knew that is because, and so I think I'm like, okay, well, my twins, you know, oh my gosh, we were pregnant with twins. We were so excited. We were so nervous. And I think about that whole scenario, and I'm like, God had a just a plan and it's so hard sometimes when somebody tells you there's a plan for it there's a plan for it and it's really hard to see that plan until after the plan's already taken place and I can look back now and say yep that's why I had that huge growing in my heart that said I wanted one more baby and my husband was so adamant that no I'm done um because Gray was supposed to be here after my dad. And I think of Elijah. And I think, yes, Silas's very first, he was never, ever going to be here. That's why it was so easy to get pregnant with him. It wasn't standing on your head, you know, trying to get pregnant. He, we just got pregnant. And it was because his story was supposed to help millions of women around the world. And... Uh, you know, I guess you don't really have a say in any of it. You can't control it. You can't do anything. Yeah. Now, did you, so did you, as you put it, become a huge Jesus fan after yeah. all of this? Well, you know, you know I, kind of like, 
very into the religious world like during it all like I'm just I'm no. not, I want to know like kind of when that set it yeah. for you so I mean I've always I was like raised in a little Lutheran Minnesota home you know where you said your standard prayers yeah but I didn't have like a religious like love for Jesus until after Silas died um you know I mean I prayed but I didn't like talk to Jesus um I will say that after I lost Silas you know I mean just holding him giving birth to him and I couldn't I was either gonna be really pissed off or I was gonna embrace this and I think you have one or two choices and I could not I just couldn't imagine never seeing Silas again. So I felt like if I didn't love Jesus and go that route, I would never see him again. So it was just, I, and then maybe that, I don't even know if that's true. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. how I felt. And so is what I started doing was I started journaling and I would write to Silas. Well, I felt like Silas was in the arms of Jesus. And so that just grew our relationship. So I would journal every day. And then, uh, um, I mean, I just started talking more to Jesus and I started reading like my Jesus calling book, the daily meditation every day. And he's the one that has gotten me through all of my losses and helped me understand. And, you know, I still don't understand, but just has helped me realize that it has not, I have, I can't plan any of this. This has nothing to do with me and I just have to take it as is. So that's yeah. how, I mean, yeah, I haven't always been, you know, I mean, I've always like known he was there, but now I faithfully tell everybody, yep, I love Jesus. He's like my best friend. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I always, I'm always so interested, you know, in how people get through or how people start that healing process because I think that that's something that's not always talked about like we can be like oh we went through this and we went through this and we went through this but like how did you get through it because I feel like that's what's going to help people you know what I mean absolutely how did you get through it because that's what we're all kind of trying to figure out you know Um, yeah it is not easy to get through and I think that I mean journaling was a huge thing um with all of them Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes, I mean, here I am, I mean, years later, and I remember when I lost Silas and I I refer to him a lot because he was real and all my babies were real, but I held them in my arms. And so for me, I just, I refer to him a lot, but all my losses hurt and all of my losses are painful. And I think that they're all my babies, no matter what gestation I lost them at it's just that Silas I held and was just so much more raw for me than my miscarriages and Mm -hmm. you know that is a whole nother thing because some people will be like oh well you had a stillborn or I had a miscarriage it's like girl they are so painful no matter what way you had a baby you had a heartbeat you had a name you had a plan it was all ready to go you just had this you know so it's hurtful no matter what gestation yeah um but I did with Silas I worked with Star Legacy and I um started a run with them 
um, right in Eden Prairie, and we would put, it's called Let's Not Be Still, and that's where we would put names of babies on t-shirts, and so I would have Silas, and then I did Three Baby Good Years on the Little Star, and that run still goes on every single year, and it's just a remembrance. It's a walk, run, mile walk, 5K. And so I journeyed through that. That was a healing process, but I'm not saying everybody has to go out and do a run every time they lose a baby. <laughs> but I think it's healing to connect yourself into the lost world and see, yeah. like, yeah, I'm not in this alone. Let's go, you know, get our family together and let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, light a candle on, you know, in remembrance of our children. That's, that's the healing process is just yeah. being open with it and saying, yep, this is real. This happened. This is a huge part of my life and how can I heal from it? Yeah. And finding purpose in all of it is yes. at least for me has been like so crucial. It sounds like for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, hi, that's something that I just like highly suggest. And that's why I encourage everybody to reach out. If you want to share on the podcast, like you are more than welcome, but I so appreciate you jumping on and sharing Amber. If you, I always ask this, I know yeah. you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet because I like just jumped in and, yeah, just you and was like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always ask if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Reach out. Mm-hmm. Be just real about it because I... I will, I mean, okay, so I am in a business right now. I am a Mary Kay sales director and I know, again, I'm going back to Jesus because I was not a makeup chick or anything like that. I know that when I go and I go give facials one-on-one to women, that all of a sudden I'll, I'll tell my story because now I get to tell this to women all over the world. I'll be like, yeah, I lost my baby. And they're lost, they miscarried three years ago and they still can't talk about it mm-hmm. they um uh, you know had a stillborn 10 years ago still can't talk about it and until you talk about it you just can't move and grow from it and I know it's hard and I know I can just sit here and say yes that is my word of advice talk about it somebody needs to come alongside and help them open up to talk about it. Um, that is my biggest word of advice. You cannot just sit there and hold it in. There's women out there that need to hear your story and it will help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think talking about it is so important and really is like the foundation of this podcast. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. let's end the stigma and like, yes, we don't need let's... to be ashamed of this. It happens. Yep. It's happened to all of us listening, you know? Yep. Um, absolutely. And I think that's the truth. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's like I, when we lost our first baby, I did not even think miscarriage. Like I had heard about a miscarriage. My friend may have had one, you know, or it was, was, was not really talked about. And this was, you know, nine and a half, 10 years ago. And through all these losses, everywhere I turn now, I hear it every other day. And of course I'm in the community now of hearing about it more, but I do feel like we are in with social media and just a generation that we can talk about it publicly online and tell people that more people will talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree completely. Well, thank you so much for jumping on, sharing your story. If somebody wants to reach out to you, is Instagram the best way or where are you most yeah, active? I, uh, okay. Yeah, I have Instagram or Facebook. Either one is totally cool. Um, yeah, I talk to girls all the time through both. So Okay. Awesome. Yep. And I will link both of those in the description of this episode. So you guys Perfect. don't be scared to reach out, connect. That's, I mean, that's literally her piece of advice is to like reach out and connect. Yes. <laughs> after, yes. After I lost Silas, that's what I did. I actually journaled on, I have a Silas Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like a fan page and I just talked to him through there. So everybody could see for, I don't know, a good two years. And that oh my helped. gosh, that's amazing. That's a really yeah. good idea. I love yeah. that. It was great. It was fun. You know, it helped just, and then people would comment and it just helped me not feel alone. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amber. Absolutely. I love sharing my story. I loved everything about it. And I totally appreciate you having me on here and just, you know, women out there, you're not alone. And there's people here for you. Yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 